I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. The effect of strategic planning. Today, I have a pretty intense opportunity to share with you in a unique way that I haven't before on this podcast, because uh, I spent the day with Sterling Griffin and Amber Morningstar from Life Changer, and we did a one-day strategic coaching day, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's um, a practice that I've, I've done for decades <laughs> of spending a focused day in strategic planning with an entrepreneurial business. And as you've heard me say before, less than 1% of companies do any type of forward strategic planning. And it's really one of the most important things you can do in your business. So today, I, I get the opportunity to showcase for you how Sterling and Amber feel now that we've been through a one day and really what it was like to go through the process. So Sterling, uh, you know, planning is not really something most entrepreneurs love to do. <laughs> Would you agree? It's not, a, it's not our natural bent. I'll <laughs> speak for myself as like, I've learned to love planning because it moves us forward as entrepreneurs and business owners. But it's like, I'm naturally a just do it now or don't do it kind of person. It's either done now or it's never done rather than strategically figuring out in order of priority what needs to happen first. Yeah. Is today, like, is it typical in your business career for you to spend an entire day like we did today only in the act of strategic planning? So this has happened in my entrepreneurial career a grand total of zero times. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Yeah, because it's you never have the instinct of stopping, like slowing down enough to really do that, right? It, right. Somebody has to point out that it's a necessity. Mm -hmm. So, um, how hard of like it had to be an interesting decision for you to make, like to say, okay, I'm going to spend eight hours doing this. Why did you make the decision? Well, I think in business there are certain stages of growth in a business, and early on for me, it helped me to be just more action oriented because I could learn more quickly just by doing something, trying it, and moving on. But as my company has grown and as we're serving more people, that type of attitude where it's like we just take action, everybody takes random action and figures out on their own, like just leads to a lot of like starting and stopping rather than forward movement. So what it's that old saying is what got you here won't get you there. And once you get to a certain size of an organization, you have to, I'll speak for myself, I've had to take more steps back and reflect more, think more, because thinking more is what's going to empower my team to get the right strategy they need to move forward. So I'm learning to love planning. And this was one of the like, one of my favorite days in business, because I feel so not just clear, but in as entrepreneurs, clarity is safety and progress. It is safety and progress. I feel more safe now in my business. 
and more that I'm progressing because I now not just have the plan for what I'm doing, but for what the rest of my team is doing as we move, as we look ahead. Sterling, you know, I often share with entrepreneurs that like when you, when you put the right amount of time into planning and you bring the right team around you, that empowers you at this level where you feel an entirely different stage of momentum. Like I joke around, it's kind of like when Iron Man puts on his suit, because when you go from working by yourself, which you did recently, like this is a, you're, you're, you're like a incredibly fast growth entrepreneur. You're, you, uh, you've only been doing this a couple years, right? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. First client. Yeah. And I was broke. <laughs> Two and a half years. And now you've got a multi-million dollar company yeah. with hundreds of clients. Mm-hmm. And so you did that quick, like, um, Tell us about that. Like this has been a huge transformation for you. Yeah. I I think that what's enabled me to grow quickly is that I don't get attached to doing something a certain kind of way whenever I'm at us. And this is why like you've been so pivotal in my growth at this next phase is because my attitude is when I get to a certain level in business, if I ever start to feel the tiniest bit of plateau, what I need is not to try more things. I need to work with somebody who's already got the plan. I need to get the strategic plan. I have become addicted to mentorship, to receiving support. So that someone just tells me literally step one, do this, step two, do that, step three, do that. Instead of trying to figure out everything, which is what slows an entrepreneur or anybody down, I can just get the blueprint and execute that. I've fallen in love with execution, rapid execution via mentorship. And I think that is like the number one thing that's helped me push forward and help my clients move forward, of course, as well. I want to come back to the mentorship. So now with with doing uh, with executing a plan like this, with sitting down and and putting in this time, are you starting to feel a little bit of that Iron Man effect? Heck yes. <laughs> Heck freaking yes. But I call it Batman effect. It's a Batman effect. <laughs> we all have what we call it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us a little bit about what that feels like because Sterling, here's here's the transition you've been through that is so hard for an entrepreneur. It's going from doing it all ourselves to crossing this chasm where we start letting other people in to making this massive leap, which you recently made from letting people in and letting them do stuff for you to actually letting people be responsible for things within your business, Mm -hmm. for letting people drive outcomes in your business, for not even knowing how they're doing it, but trusting that they'll get there in your business. Mm -hmm. Like that's not an easy move to make, is it? Well, it certainly hasn't been easy for me, but I think that I have... It's interesting, before I started building a team, I had this negative belief around working with other people. And mm. and I learned this through living my life around unsuccessful entrepreneurs. Some people in my family are unsuccessful entrepreneurs. So I took on their belief systems automatically when I became one. And I had this terrible belief, which is if you want something done right, do it yourself. And that is the belief of the of the baby, the whiny, the loser entrepreneur. I, when I started to take on a team and started to work with team and what helped me grow rapidly through working with amazing team members is I exchanged that belief for, if I want something done right, I need to do it through others. It needs to be done through others, through excellent, true believers is a word that you use, Mm -hmm. which I've learned from you and I absolutely love. Um, And so in taking on that new belief that if I want something done right, I need to empower other people. I need to find somebody that's a specialist here. It's enabled me to take a step back and actually do less in my business that is not my genius. That's not my gift. I feel like as an entrepreneur, I need to be doing more things that are strategic, more things, more time thinking, more time communicating and influencing and less time in the like different kinds of work, like video editing work and the coaching and all the sales. Like I need to be more the trainer and the empowerer, the visionary of the organization, have everybody else do 
everything else. And when I was able to see that that was the best thing I could do, not just for the growth of the business, but that enables us to change more lives. I was like, I'm so on board. I have to figure this out. And that's when I came to you and thank God I did. <laughs> it's generally, how long have we been working together? I just want to get context. I'm terrible with time. How long has it been? So it's mid-May now and we started in mid-January. So that's four months, five months. Yeah. About, okay. So about five months. Like, yeah. okay. So, um, how many people did you have when we, when you started and what type of growth have you experienced in that five month period? I think seven people, I think seven people when we started and then now we have 13, 14, 14, 14, 14. full time. Yeah, so we've doubled 14. Yeah. So we've doubled, yeah. Doubled our size and team members and like our, our revenue, I think in January was somewhere around, it was like a hundred thousand was January's revenue. Mm-hmm. And then like over the last three months, we've averaged 300K per month. Like, yeah. Or no, no, we ju- averaged just over 220. So, so yeah, it was like more than doubled in that amount of time. Congratulations. That's huge. That's so awesome. So we just heard Amber answer a question. So I want to bring you in now, Amber. Yeah. So um, just can you tell everyone what you do for Sterling and, and what uh, your position is in the company? Sure. So I function as the COO and I basically help Sterling with any of the projects and processes going on in the company in terms of hiring, recruiting, as well as project management and managing the team overall. And Amber, do you also help him with the communication cadence? Yes, I've implemented that. And it's been one of the, like the biggest game changers for us. Yes. Yeah. I love having the cadence. It is very pivotal for any business. I highly recommend it. So tell us why, like why, why is, why is it, why has it been such a game changer for you in your position as operating the company? Um, I like structure and I like having clear, transparent outcomes and the cadence really provides that. And that's one thing that I've always communicated to Sterling is that if we want the team to follow us where we're going, they need to know where that is. And having the cadence set up the way that it is, it gives the team knowledge of what we plan to do so that they can believe in it and see the steps forward that they need to take to help contribute to the bigger picture. That's huge. So, so Sterling, most entrepreneurs struggle with structure and process and meetings why is the cadence different because you just looked really excited when i said you know you you help apply the cadence yeah well i was the person that ran from structure i'm the person that naturally just is spontaneous i want to do what feels good in the moment i'm very emotionally driven a little bit italian in me and so when i came up against the sharp and cadence i mean let's just be real for a second i was resistant to implementing it the first couple months in the program and that was that was one of my biggest mistakes is not just doing what you freaking said, doing what I was paying you to tell me to do. But as soon as we implemented it, it was like, not only did I find myself becoming more productive because now I have a scoreboard, I have a way of being held accountable by the rest of the team. Frankly, I'm held accountable to not just doing something, but getting clear on what's most important every single week, every single day. And then even better than that, I feel so much more connected to the rest of my team now because we have a process where we not only communicate with each other about what we're working on, but a process where we acknowledge one another. That's my favorite part of the whole thing is like the consistent acknowledgement that we give to one another. I feel like I'm able to, because I'm not just acknowledging my team randomly, but acknowledging them around results that they're creating, they become so much more productive, so much more efficient and drive so much more results, both for them, but also for our clients in the process. Has it felt like constraint to you? Because here's what most entrepreneurs believe. And like, I I struggle with this. I have to convince people that having meetings on your calendar almost immediately, if you do it right, will feel like you have more of your time back. Mm -hmm. And that if you commit this time to your team, you'll actually feel a much higher level of freedom and a much higher level of 
like safety, like you said. Has that happened for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I basically take the approach, what enables us to, because I'm, I'm freaking like nutso. Like I love growing this business. I want to serve more people. I want to change more lives, do it rapidly, be an inspiration to others and have our people be an inspiration. And so I'm basically like, whatever gives us the best results and allows it to be the most fun and easy, feel the most fun and easy. Let's do that. I will adapt my preferences towards what's most effective. But what's felt almost magical about this cadence is it's allowed me to not only experience structure in a way that felt really liberating, but enabled my team to feel so much more connected and supportive of one another. And of course, enables us to be more effective. So I was the person that was resistant to structure. But as soon as I just stopped, like trying to make the structure fit me, and I moved myself to fit the structure, I felt so much more free and at home. Yeah, that's huge. And it's that's I mean, I know so many people are listening and thinking like, how is he for real? Because most entrepreneurs don't even like to use the word structure more than once. And you just did a whole bunch of times. So Amber, how has having that consistent cadence improved your ability to work with Sterling and help run this company? Um, With Sterling being more of the visionary, I think he has a lot of really great ideas, but having the cadence allows us to move those ideas forward to completion. So they aren't just ideas that get talked about and then never brought into realization. So having the ability to really sit down with the staff and plan out what we want to accomplish and what it's going to take in order for us to get there allows us to make sure we're checking those boxes off every single week and moving the company in the direction that he ultimately wants it to go. And it also gives all the team members clear outcomes on what they need to do to contribute to that. So nobody ever feels lost. There's stability because we know where we're headed and everybody knows what they're responsible for, which I feel we didn't necessarily have that clarity before implementing the cadence. So um, Sterling, you know, one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs have is like in that early team building phase, each person you add becomes more overwhelming. And what I explain to people is if you're willing to implement a cadence, each person you add will actually feel like you're getting more done and it'll get easier. Has that happened for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember thinking about hiring before and it was like, well, how are we going to manage this person? It's going to feel like and and obviously Amber, you were the one that was doing a lot of the managing then, and you work like freaking bananas. But it was still starting to get overwhelming, even with just eight people or seven people that we had on the team. But since we've implemented the cadence, I'm like, we can double and triple, and this thing will work at that level too. Yeah. And so it's like, not only has it given me just joy in the moment, but it's given me absolute certainty that we can grow this, and we'll still have a process which allows our people to be managed effectively, super productive, and keep us all in ease and flow as we grow. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And so, um, Amber, for you, as the team's grown, um, tell, like, just explain to anybody who's listening how much easier it is to manage a larger population when you have consistency and communication. It is so much easier. Um, When we were first onboarding people, It felt very disorganized, but having a system to bring people through makes me feel a lot better because I can be more organized and I feel like I'm bringing somebody onto a team where they're going to understand exactly what they're responsible for and what they need to get done. Um, With the most recent person that we've onboarded with the full 90-day onboarding process, he has thanked me up and down. I can't even (laughs) count how many times for how much support that he has and how much clarity he has on what he needs to get done. So he knows exactly what he needs to do. And we really are putting people in a position to succeed that way because there's complete clarity around what they're responsible for. 
one of the other things I tell entrepreneurs is that um, the average entrepreneur without a cadence, without a forward-looking planning structure and a communications cadence is spending somewhere between 50 and 75% of their time just leading the team and moving things forward. When you were back at eight people without a communications cadence, do you think you were somewhere around there? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I work more than the average person. I was working like 70 hours a week or whatever. I still do that now, but but also it's because I like to, not because I have to. I just like to do it. And I spend so much more of my time not in management mode, but in creative, like, how do we move the company forward type of mode? Because if an, if an entrepreneur, which I think a lot of people get stuck at this way, like right about the million or a couple million dollar level, they were like, I literally can't work more. And like, I'm doing as, I'm literally doing as much as I can. And I'm being as effective as I know how, but I just feel like we're not, we're not breaking past this barrier. It's at that point, just like it was at several stages below, like you have to change the way that you work. You have to change the way that you run your team. And so thankfully I found the cadence when I did, I found you and therefore the cadence when I did. Because I was able to like work very differently and like my team felt so much more clear because I mean, you remember Amber where it was like in back in January, it's like nobody knew what was going on. It was like management was a pain in the butt. We were super frustrated and like you were working around the clock. I was working around the clock and we still felt like not everybody's clear, knows their projects, has clear outcomes. Like I was feeling to myself like we could be so much more productive. What is missing? But now I feel like we're way more productive than I thought we could be. Like, that's the way that I am now. Man, it's all a function of the cadence. Yeah. So you said something interesting today about uh, project management software, Asana. Yeah. You said, like, I'm so glad we don't have to be in oh Asana anymore. Gosh. Now, so, you know, some of the clients that I work with do have project management software. But one of the things that I explain to people is, you know, project management software is a function of, like, the last 10 or 15 years. And it is so complicated and so difficult to use and so like confusing that most entrepreneurs get lost in the software and so does the team. And if you pull out of there and start communicating with your team in a system, you don't need project management software. No one believes me. They always look at me funny and they're like, they can't imagine how they could possibly give up Asana or Basecamp or Trello or, you know, at task or any of the things that, that I've seen people use. So you are one of these transitions off of Asana. Tell us what that's been like, Sterling. It's been one of the great joys of my life <laughs> to be free of Asana forever. You know, it's funny because I'm standing here with Amber and she, she, she can make anything work. And so she, we had Asana going and she's like, oh, Asana is great because she was recommended that by somebody else. And so it's like literally any software you give Amber, she'll just friggin' like crush it. And she's like, oh, it's so easy. She's coming to the rest of the team like, it's so easy. You just do this and this and this. And the rest of us are staring blankly at her like, duh. Like, we just don't get it. I'm just a little bit slower when it comes to tech stuff like that. And I remember even early on with you, I was like, how do I run this business without Asana or any project management software? <laughs> and I was talking with the Lady Boss crew at the at the first event that was earlier this year. Um, and, and they were like, yeah, we just do Voxer and like Google Sheets and the Cadence. And I was like, that sounds like heaven has met earth. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as they said that, seriously, as soon as they said that, I'm like, that is what we have to do. Like, I have to, whatever it takes, I'm going to find out how to run a business like that. And the same day I boxed with you, Amber, uh, the same day I was like, 
we have to figure out how to do Google Sheets <laughs> and Voxer, and that's it. And you were skeptical at first. We were like, Asana's so amazing. I'm like, Asana is not amazing. Please, <laughs> please, can we try this? <laughs> and so as soon as I brought her the cadence, she was like, okay, I see how this can work. As long as we use the cadence, we can work outside the project management software. And I'm not kidding. Like, I'm. this is one of the greatest things we've ever done is like, find a way away from Asana. Thank God. Thank God. Thank any higher power, whatever, like that we don't use anymore. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the same way. Like I've had these in my business and, and the first company I ever ran, I ran, it grew to over nine figures on spreadsheets. So I, you know, that's why we built the cadence like we did. Cause it's so much easier. So Amber, I often share with people that like most project management software has created a burden in just the management of the software that slows the entire business down. Since you've pulled it out of the company, what have you seen in productivity? Um, I would totally agree. And I think as well, too, to Sterling's point, everybody has different strengths and learning curves. And um, using a software like Asana, it was just difficult for the rest of the team where switching to Google Sheets is something very intuitive. There's beauty in the simplicity of it. It's something that everybody understands. And for that reason, you don't spend so much time trying to teach people the software. You hit the ground running and people already know how to use what's being implemented so you can be much more effective. So I was a big believer in project management software prior to implementing the Cadence. But when I looked over the Cadence and explored how that connected with using Google Drive and Google Sheets and all of that instead, it made sense to me and it was almost like a light bulb went off in my head and I thought, this is what we need. This is so much better because it will be easily implemented and the team will follow it. It doesn't matter how many features a project management software has if your team doesn't know how to use it nor cares to use it. It just becomes redundant and you're there trying to manage the software instead of manage your team. Oh, that's such a great point, Amber. So everyone listening right now who runs a team is like, oh, okay, I want to hire Amber. So <laughs> I guarantee you, they're like, what did he say her last name was? They're, they're right now going back to the beginning. And so, you know, I, I often tell people, like, you can't go, just because someone else is a true believer on that team and they're, they're you know, they work there, doesn't mean they would, would somewhere else. So I have really two questions for you. One is... Um, you know, do you agree that to, you have to be a true believer to be productive on a team? And then the second question is, uh, how did Sterling find you? Yes, I 100% agree. You have to be a true believer if you want to be effective on a team. If you're not a true believer, you can be on a team, but you won't feel fulfilled and you won't be effective. So it's not a winning situation for either party. Um, and how I found Sterling was I was actually a client in his academy. And I think that that's very key because I obviously believed in what he was doing, what his mission was. Otherwise, I wouldn't have joined in the first place. And that's what brought us together. And now here we are. Yeah. Sterling, what has it been like to have a client working with you? Like, how, what, what has that experience been like, like working with Amber? It's been uh, like a dream come true. We were just talking on the way up the stairs here in your office. Like, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world that not only did I get to hire a client, but I got to hire an absolute superstar to be on my team. Like I feel so great. I literally, I write in my, you don't know this, but I write in my gratitude journal pretty much every morning and night. Like I'm so grateful for Amber and how much she adds value to this team, how much she cares, how productive she is. Like, I feel like it's as much yours as it is mine, the way that you treat the company. And, and most importantly, you treat our team and our clients. Like you treat them as if they're your own children. So they're your own children that are not as smart as you and are trying to figure it out that you're very patient with, myself included. So 
<laughs> I'm talking mainly about myself here when I say that. Um, but, but yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute joy. And like, I'm so grateful. I have, I have several of my clients have actually started working with me and, and it's, it's amazing because I feel like in order to, you don't need to hire true believers to be on your team, but you also don't need to have a successful business either. So, so my thing is like, first of all, try and like create a movement, create a business that you can be truly passionate, that you can be like just over the moon, excited about and driven to succeed in. And then you're going to attract other people that are driven about that same mission too. So as the entrepreneur, your responsibility primarily is to hold the vision and then to find other people that believe in the vision and that can help create it with you. Because if you try and do it alone, good freaking luck. <laughs> no doubt. All right, so one more question, Sterling. And this one's, this one's for you. Like, this is specific. So when you came to our event in person, one of the things that, um, you know, you and I had to have, like, we had, had to have an extended discussion around mm-hmm. was pulling the target closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you had had this habit when you were on your own of setting really kind of impossible goals. But the challenge was you also had this habit of meeting those impossible goals, but repeatedly in an almost like odd way. And so you, you came into entrepreneurship really like knocking it out of the park, coming from, from a very humble place. And, and so, um, so you've made a, a significant shift here. What has that done for you and your team by pulling the target closer? I was, I was resistant, man. I think that was on, that was, uh, on display pretty clearly at your event. I was like, no, we're going to set even more unrealistic goals for everybody. And my whole team's going to be super motivated, just like me. And we're going to make it happen. But what, I, which is, totally did. I did, I was like, that was real emotional too. I was really emotional. Cause I just, like I said, the Italian, but, but, um, but you help me see is that the way that I am as the visionary, like I am, I am driven by the unreasonable. Like most people, even high performers, most super high performers, which my team is full of them, like they're driven by a goal that they can actually visualize themselves seeing that makes sense, that makes logical sense. And so when we had that conversation at the event, it was like, okay, I, the thing that you said to me that changed everything was like, stop believing that your whole team is full of people like you. Stop thinking that everybody is just like you. Not everybody in your team is an entrepreneur and, and is like does the normal things that things that seem normal to you. And so that is, I think, one of the pivotal transitions for me from high performer to leader. Because it's easy for me to just like do a lot of stuff, but it's a completely different paradigm to actually empower other people, to create an environment where other people can succeed, produce, and love what they do. So kudos to you on helping me see that and fighting through the like angry, not angry, but argumentative. All right. All right. (laughs) Call like it is. Call like it is. (laughs) Amber. So for you as the COO, because so often a team is put in a position where they are told like, here's this crazy gold go chase. And I know you've been in that position. What has been, what has it been like to (laughs) most of the time working with me (laughs) was like that. So what has it been like now that the targets are pulled closer? How much more are you getting done with the team? I mean, having the target set really far out from what you would 
think that is possible is something that I'm used to even from my old employment in corporate. So getting Sterling to be on board with setting something realistic was really relieving to me because it made me feel empowered to set the team up to win. And I think that having the team feeling like they're able to win is what's going to help drive momentum in the business to get you past the goal that you're even setting for them. So it's been a complete eye-opening experience to actually have that be brought to reality and see how the team has responded to it because I've always wanted that sort of structure um, but I've never had that I've always had the pressure of we have to hit this unrealistic goal you have to make it happen no matter what and kind of taking that step back reassessing and setting a goal that made more sense that set the team up to win has just completely changed the dynamic of the team the attitude towards coming to work and getting everything done that needs to be done people come to work knowing that we're going to crush the goal as opposed to setting a goal too far out, there's that uncertainty and instability and people don't like to have that. So giving them that stability and knowing it's going to happen gets them excited, makes them passionate and motivated to continue to show up powerfully every single day. Here's what's crazy, though. You guys have gone in the last five months from just over a million dollar run rate to almost a three million dollar run rate. So in that time frame that you pulled the targets closer, your team has just crushed it. So... So you, are you going, when we had that argument, you had a number in mind, Mm -hmm. like that number is now actually kind of visible from where you are, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. It's ironic because it's like, maybe I might have my own secret number in my mind of what I think is possible, but it's like with my team, I I'm like, Hey, here's a, here's a number that I know we're all going to hit. And that you obviously will know that we can hit too, that you feel good about and so maybe in my mind, I'm pushing for something else and I'm pushing for something that I think is still like, it seems reasonable to me, but impossible to like pretty much anybody else like that, that combination of both what pushes me, which is what I say for myself and what pushes my team, what I say for them and what we communicate publicly, like that combination is what en- enables us to like grow freaking really fast, freaking really fast. Like doesn't make sense. You put those words together like that, but that's how excited I am right now. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's, it's been awesome to spend the day with you and Amber, I really have enjoyed it too. You know, I think, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch where you are today and where you are in about 90 days because the amount of of planning and forethought and insight that you had into what your clients need and what they're looking for today was amazing. So if somebody wants to know more about you, Sterling, now that they've heard you and listened to you, I'm sure they're going to want to find out like where can they get more, hear more, understand more. Come hang out at sterlinggriffin.com. Just come hang out there, like check out my story, see if it resonates with you. But I would recommend you just keep learning from this guy for sure. Like this guy, Alex Sharfin, is changing lives every single day, creating momentum. So thank you, man, for the awesome day. I'm so grateful that I get to work with you. I appreciate it, brother. And uh, if you are interested in understanding how you can apply cadence to your business, if you want more information on where you are as an entrepreneur, go to billionairecode.com, answer a few questions. A member of my team will get back to you. We'll also send you a report of where you are in the billionaire code, what your business needs next, and why you may be plateaued so you can focus exactly where you should be right now, billionairecode.com.